Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. All right, that's Marcus, and I'm Ben. Uh, what a day, Marcus. Good stuff here. I, uh, it's sad, though. <laughs> Wait, it's a, not a good day. It's a sad day. I know. You just have, you have to excuse me. I just woke up from a nap. I took a nap here in the studio today. Very cozy couch, Marcus. Thank you very much. Thank we aim you, to please. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, did I did I toot it all in the sleep? Sometimes I'm concerned about the toot in the sleep because, you know, Henry Zabrowski from last podcast on the left, uh, he has that story about CeeLo. Yeah. And CeeLo was on a uh, on a plane with Henry Zabrowski and he farted himself awake. <laughs> and ever since I heard that story, I'm, I'm terrified of farting myself awake. No, not. I mean, I was editing page seven the whole time, so I don't know if you were actually farting while you were awake. That's great. Or and while pa- you were asleep. And page seven and Top Hat are sort of bleeding into one another today because mm-hmm. that Philip Seymour Hoffman death, that's yeah. a sad one. It's an extremely sad one. I loved him, and he was so amazing. And uh, as uh, I've been reading all the articles about him and all all the the wonderful tributes uh, to him and things like that, the word that always strikes me, they always say how dedicated he was, how intelligent he was, how... uh, how, uh, how, um, Marcus, I'm looking for a word that describes somebody who is exceptionally organized, someone who uh, does a lot of research, someone who, uh, you know, really takes, uh, you know, time to get a roll down, someone who, uh, it seems neat, seems tidy. Consummate. Consummate or, uh, I, I, I can't, I, I can't think of the word that I'm just hearing over and over again. Um, but that, and that's the major problem. I was looking for it, but it just was basically uh, the opposite word of how he died. <laughs> you know, it was basically just uh, they describe a man who was dedicated uh, to to the craft, uh, who always showed up on time, uh, knowing what he had to do. Someone who, uh, you know, uh, who 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 went above and beyond um, the research that he had to do for a role. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who. Uh, Marcus, get a different word. Get a big word for me here. Uh, fabulous. Fabulous, yes. <laughs> he was fabulous. You know, someone who was fabulous. Um, but basically, they described somebody who didn't seem like he was going to die in an apartment with 70 bags of heroin and uh, in, the, in the apartment there with him and with a needle in his arm. They described somebody who was a professional who, um, you know... Um, Basically, they did not describe Kid Rock. You know, like, I mean, I, I mean, that's the thing. When you hear like man dies with heroin needle in his arm, mm-hmm. and you know, sh- out of all shorts the- and a t-shirt, shorts and a t-shirt. It's the middle of winter. <laughs> we all know New York City. You know, there's not very good heat in these apartments. You mm-hmm. know, uh, maybe that's the problem. Was, Maybe that's was, what did it. He was cold. I blame his landlord. Crank up the heat. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. You come to New York City. I mean, you know, uh, you're, you're from somewhere else in the world. Let's say you live in London or you live in, uh, in Wisconsin or Iowa, Indiana, Florida, Texas. You have control over your heat. Yeah. You move into one of these apartments, no matter how wealthy you are, one of the luxuries you give up is control over the heat as if you've committed a crime. As if you've gone and robbed a deli, let's say you robbed a bakery. Yeah. Maybe a Dunkin' Donuts, you stole all the morning blend. (laughs) Wonderful coffee there at Dunkin' Donuts, and you got some donuts there to go with it. You run out of the place, you get arrested, you get thrown into the pen, you get thrown into jail. You have no control over the heat. Of course. That's what happens here in New York City when you uh, get an apartment. I have control over my heat. 
The difference between that, Marcus, <laughs> is you're paying good goddamn money for it. No, I pay less than you do. Well, well you're really ruining the analogy. <laughs> what I was just trying to say, what I'm just saying is the majority of people in New York who are paying a very healthy sum of money to live in a very cramped apartment don't even have control over the heat. Not at all. So maybe that was the problem. <laughs> With Mr. Philip Seymour Hoffman. But, of course, uh, the one positive thing, if we can get any positive thing from this awful death. You know, people, people in the, uh, outside of the entertainment business, they're not that, uh, they don't know about the story that much. No. You know, he's not really making the national news um, as far as, uh, you know, if, um, you know, when, uh, what was the fellow? Paul, Paul Walker. Walker, yeah. You know, when Paul Walker died, I think there was a lot of tears. Yeah. In the, uh, in, in your middle, uh, area in the country. And rightfully so, you know, Fast and the Furious, a wonderful franchise. And who doesn't like to be fast? Yeah. <laughs> and then to draw, and I'm angry. <laughs> you know, I like that. I understand that. Yeah, and I, yeah. and I think that it's sad when Paul Walker dies. But when you see Paul Walker, you look at Paul Walker on the screen, you say, that's Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Vin Diesel. Same thing with Tom Cruise. Same thing with Nicolas Cage. I, the day Nicolas Cage dies is the day that I die. <laughs> I love Mr. Cage. We all do. But you know what they don't do? They don't lose themselves in characters. No. They don't lose themselves in roles. You look at someone like uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. The man has... Uh, he's been a borderline pedophile. <laughs> he's been a butler. He's been a hero. He's been somebody addicted to, uh, what was this, Love Liza. He couldn't get enough gasoline. <laughs> gasoline and model airplanes. I love, what was it? I love model RVs or something yeah, like yeah. that. Or I love, RV yeah. flying. Yeah, I love RV flying. Something like that. It was amazing. <laughs> God, such a great, as a highly uh, overlooked movie. Uh, love, love Liza. Liza. And it was a very difficult movie for uh, to get made, mm-hmm, but he yeah. actually helped finance it, and it was a wonderful film. He lost himself in the characters, and I think uh, to some degree, um, in the minds of more ignorant people, and you know, I understand they have things to do; they can't be worrying about what you know. Well, I remember that fat fuck from that fucking movie that oh, yeah. didn't fucking connect with me. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I understand. You got to go to work. I, I get it. Yeah. But uh, for those in the industry, you just have immense respect because he was a celebrity for good reason, which is which is something that is rare in this day and age. Celebrity is no longer rare. Talent is rare, right? Yeah. And he was a celebrity solely because he was talented. And no one want no 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 one was looking at Philip Seymour Hoffman when he was coming up and was like that guy. He's going to be a huge star, whether he's all chubby and the red hair. <laughs> The New York Post in uh, one of their stories today, they had a big, uh, a a lot of coverage over it. uh, And one of the stories in the headline, they used the word tubby. Tubby. And in the story itself, the second word was chubby right after uh. Yeah. A a tubby, chubby actor. (laughs) You know, so he he was able to do it. Yeah, he was able to do it. Because he was talented. And it's still a big deal here in in New York. I mean, he took took the uh, front page of both daily newspapers two days in a row. Both daily newspapers, which is, a you know, I mean, granted, there's not exactly a lot to talk about at this point in time. Well, but, yeah. you know, it's a big deal. Four consecutive uh, covers. Mm-hmm. That's that's huge. And he didn't even have to kill a bunch of gang members in the Upper West Side to get it. <laughs> of course, I'm referring to a title that uh, very, very few people uh, remember. But uh, the New York Post, believe it or not, they can be insensitive. Yeah. And there was, a, uh, there was a mass shooting in the Upper West Side. Now, this was about three years ago or so, maybe three and a half. And... Uh, bunch of guys got killed i think it was about 22 23 mm-hmm. and the new york post they heard the story and they said oh we could be sad we could be human 
But then they were like, we're not. We're the New York Post. And then they posted a headline uh, the next day that just said, West Side Gory. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, they were playing on that wonderful play, West Side Story. Um, but West Side Gory, it got the uh, it got a lot of laughs from a lot of people there. I'm sure in their editorial community and uh, and uh, and with the post writers mm-hmm. and and I mean everyone loved it. Yeah, I loved it. So he died of this. Philip Seymour died. Uh, Hoffman died of this. It's a it's a new strand of heroin. It's called the Ace of Spades, mm-hmm. which is that that's fun. You know they always name these heroin things after something fun though. Yeah. Who doesn't love the Ace of Spades? What, you know the limit the Motorhead song. Just the card in general. <laughs> it's never the four of hearts. You know, it's never like, we're going to name this one the three of clubs. Who cares about the three of clubs? Who's buying it? Nobody wants it. It's a shit card. But you want the ace of spades. So being the big, uh, you know, being the intelligent guy that he is, uh, that's the brand that he chose to buy uh, from these people who they are now looking to arrest. Mm-hmm. Oh, two yeah. Individuals. Their, they are on their tail, man. That was one of the things that I thought about as well. As soon as he overdosed, as soon as I heard the news uh, that he overdosed, all the coverage, whoever dealt in those drugs is getting, they, they are going to get arrested. Yeah. And they're going to be fucked. That's the worst thing a drug dealer could hear is that the uh, person that they just sold a bunch of drugs to was a major celebrity. Yeah. And then he died. <laughs> like, that's not good for a drug dealer here. Bad for biz. Yeah, I did hear. I mean, I don't know if it's new on the streets because I, I only heard it once. Uh, I only read it once in the New York Post uh, when they uh, uh, first broke the story. They said the Ace of Spades was actually a very, uh, a source said that uh, Ace of Spades was a very old strain that hadn't been seen on the streets since 2008. That's right. It's coming back now. Yeah, it's and this coming is, back. Okay. This was, this was the reason uh, that we're even talking about this. It's because um, a lot of the coverage has been about heroin and the uptick in heroin. And uh, apparently a couple of years back, they did a survey, they did a poll, and they said, hey, how many of you people out there are addicted to heroin? <laughs> and uh, roughly somewhere between 140 to 160,000 people were like, love it, can't get enough. So much more than that. In 2012, 660,000 Americans well, uh, were addicted to heroin. This is the uptick yeah. back in the day. This is where it's coming from now. There's a huge new, brand new resurgence of the heroin drug. Because you remember after Cobain died, you had your, uh, you had your, uh, you know, early 90s heroin use. It was kind of cool again. Everyone loved to be thin. And that was before, um, you know, Adderall and all the ADHD medication came in and five hour energy. You know, if you want to skip a lunch, have one of those. You won't be hungry for a while, although you'll shit like you ate. Um, because I don't know what it is about the stuff. It makes you, it makes you have the poops. Uh, not me. It's disgusting. <laughs> don't have it, Marcus. It's dangerous. But there's a huge recent uptick in heroin use because um, of the hard crackdown on prescription drug abuse mm-hmm. and all of the... Uh, the uh, recent uh, increases in cost for prescription drugs. So, of course, Obama did it. <laughs> you know, this is all because of Obamacare. That's why Philip Seymour Hoffman is dead. He jacked up the goddamn pharmaceutical prices, and Philip Seymour Hoffman had to go into some dark alley in Times Square, buy some of the most potent heroin around. Next thing you know, he's trying to go back to the same amount that he was using when he was a unbelievably successful heroin addict about 23 years ago. 
and he overdosed. Mm-hmm. That's yep. the problem. Well, uh, that actually happens quite a bit with uh, people who uh, don't use for a long time and then go back to using. Yeah. It is. I mean, you were saying that uh, before the show. I mean, you were speculating, but it is actually true that people, when they don't do heroin for a long time and they try to go back to heroin, it often kills them. A lot of times people yep. who come out of treatment, uh, well, they'll come out of treatment, they'll take some heroin again, but they're, the level of heroin that they're used to, or at least the level of heroin they used to shoot, their body isn't used to it anymore, so they just do too much and I'll die. T- I used to be 380 pounds. I lost 160 pounds. And uh, if I wanted to get back on the weight gain track, if I started off eating immediately um, tonight what I would eat when I was 380 pounds on a nightly basis, I'll tell you, the coroner would, found me with a, would, would find me with a piece of pizza in my mouth, <laughs> and I would, I would have been uh, choking on my own vomit like a, like a taller, more redheaded Jim Morrison. <laughs> It would be disgusting. So that makes a lot of sense. So he was, I mean, I know that he's been sort of, uh, you know, he, uh, he rehabbed and uh, so he kind of fell back on the drugs uh, lately and things like that. And you get the feeling he was like, I can, I, I used to do this back in the day. And then he looked in the mirror and he said, I'm fucking still young. I'm still young. I'm Philip Seymour fucking off and I'm still young. I still got it. And then, of course, uh, age catches up with you. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, when they uh, die of heroin overdoses, most people die just because their bodies forget to breathe. Is that what it is? Yeah. That's the majority of heroin overdoses. Like the, their blood pressure just gets so low and their body gets so, re- they're so relaxed that they just stop breathing. So it's not, uh, do they have the ability to breathe? I mean, is it They like- can breathe. They're just passed out. And since they're, oh, in an I unco- see. they're in an unconscious state and their bodies get so relaxed that they just forget to breathe. So it just fucks up your body. It's like asking a stoner to, uh, you know, can you put this in the mailbox for me? And then it's like, yeah, I'll put that in the mailbox for you. Next thing you know, they get stoned and that, uh, you know, rent check never gets uh, delivered to uh, Con Edison and uh, and all the power is out a week later. And it can also cause arrhythmia. So the heart may not be working hard enough to pump blood to the brain. Right. That causes death. Yeah, that doesn't seem good. You want the blood in the brain. I've always told my heart there. Every time I feel like my heart is trying to slack off, I say, make sure it gets to the brain heart. (laughs) I can probably lose my left arm, though. I don't really care if it goes there. It can also cause a pulmonary edema. That's when the heart can't pump blood to the body fully. The blood backs up in the veins, and it takes it through your lungs into the left side of the heart, essentially drowning you. So you drown in your own fluids. You drown in your own liquids there. Mm -hmm. Marcus, let me ask you, what was your favorite Philip Seymour Hoffman performance? Because I loved him uh, in uh, in Big Lebowski, of course. It was a small role, but I just couldn't get enough of him. I mean, my favorite, I mean, yeah, I mean I'm just going to go ahead and go for the classic. Like, Capote is Capote. definitely my favorite yeah. uh, as far as performance goes. Uh, as far as kind of his smaller roles, which is, you know, what he was fucking best at, happiness without a doubt. We were talking about happiness before the show, and I'll tell you, not a mainstream movie. Not a lot of the people in the South or the Midwest, they're not watching it, you know? It's about a pedophile, and, uh, and of course, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, he likes to jack off to a, uh, to a particular gal. Mm-hmm. And he needs her, and he loves her. Oh, yeah. And he's just constantly squeezing his fucking nub to her, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? Oh, it is the best. I'm trying to find the best clip. Here, check this out. I don't know. But when 
I see her, I just want to, <laughs> you know, I want to undress her. I want to tie her up. <laughs> I want to pump her. <laughs> oh, pump, pump, pump. That's hot stuff. I mean, she screams bloody murder, and then I want to flip her ass over and and pump her even more. <laughs> and so hard that my dick shoots right through her, and that my cum squirts out of her mouth. And not that I could ever. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I. He would. He, I mean, he, he sounds like a thinner Holden McNeely uh, <laughs> from the Round Table of Gentlemen. I mean, that pump, 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 pump. Watch the cum. I mean, it's great stuff. It's great stuff. If you've never seen Happy, I mean, John Lovitz is in it. Uh, He's the best. It's fucking. It's a hilarious. Mo- I mean, if you listen to the show and you enjoy this and Roundtable and Last Podcast, you're gonna find Happiness to be one of the funniest movies you've ever seen. It is funny. It took me two watchings. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Be- well, it's a lot of pedophilia. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Which yeah, I'm always it's... like, hey, don't love it, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, he he is absolutely phenomenal in it. Um, it's just it's just bizarre because obviously he's got the three kids, which is uh, which is exceptionally sad. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that, uh, and the gal there, I think her, uh, Mimi, I think her name is or something like that. And, uh, and it's, it, uh, it's, he just had this whole life going on. He was just doing this whole thing. And it's bizarre now that you have uh heroin making this uh, insane comeback. And I suppose maybe one of the benefits is that you're going to see, um, hopefully, um, you know, people are like, oh yeah, that's right. You still die from it. Yeah. I feel like people, a lot of people will just forget. That you die from a when you inject a bunch of heroin into your arm. Yeah, heroin use in America has doubled in the last five years, and uh, and I'm not quite sure why. Um, other than you know, obviously the crackdown and prescription drug abuse, and everyone's going to uh, always be looking for some sort of high. But uh, you know, I would just say heroin. If you want to have a relaxing evening. Uh, I'm not sure. You don't need. You don't need the heroin. No, you really don't. Just an uh, oh, HBO Go account. <laughs> you know that that's about what six ninety nine a month, maybe something like that. Yeah, you can do that. Watch True Detectives. Well, which is the best show that's ever been made. One of the better shows out there right now. Um, it is. It is interesting though. Um, when it comes to like American drug policy, uh. Which is why the war on drugs will never win, because uh, obviously there's a war on prescription drugs, because that was the political thing to go after. You know, we're cracking down, uh, you know, in Florida over, you know, the vast majority of, uh, of OxyContin deaths were in Florida. So if you're a politician, you crack down on that, uh, you know, and, and uh, it just goes on and on. But then it bubbles in, into another place. So it's really it's not about a, a war on these people using drugs. It's It's got to be a much more sympathetic uh, hand when it comes down to uh, to folks um, who are in desperate need of these sort of um, sort of tools to get through life, right? Because theoretically, mm-hmm. he's just like, I just want to get through Sunday. Yeah, you know, he's just like, I'm just going to do some heroin today and just like wake up tomorrow, and then everything will be slightly better, and I'll go back to that coffee shop. And the most amazing fact about this whole situation was the coffee shop that he went to the day of. Four shots. <laughs> Four shots in the coffee. I mean, that's a lot of shots. It's a lot of espresso, man. That's the most amount of espresso I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm blaming the coffee shop for all this. Not the goddamn heroin drug dealers. He wouldn't have had the energy to call them. Two shots. Maybe. 
Who needs four shots of espresso in a goddamn cup of... It's already a cup of coffee. <laughs> I mean, that's madness. You know? It's huge. It's like a stuffed crust pizza, but inside the crust of the pizza is another pizza. doesn't make any... You already got the thing. Um, but it's wild. So it's not going to, you know, I mean, busting these two guys who sold him the heroin. And I'm sure somebody wants to do it. I'm sure somebody's going to do it. I'm sure Bill Bratton, the new uh, police commissioner here, they're going to arrest him and, you know, make a whole public stoning out of the goddamn situation. Yeah, and these guys as will be forever do. vilified as the guys vilified? who killed Philip Seymour often. That's right. Although they're, they're Philip- like Mark David Chapman. They are, they are, yeah. I, I'm not sure if they could read. Of course, Mark, uh, Mr. Chapman, they love that catcher in the rye. I read uh, uh, that uh, great chapter in the documentary, or in the uh, the uh, the book Salinger. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the chapter about uh, Chapman's wonderful, uh, where he killed Lennon. And or, no, yeah, yeah, he killed John yeah, Lennon. He yeah. was he was the he was the Lennon guy there. Yep, and uh, he did not like him. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because he actually has some relatively rational complaints. <laughs> um, Turns I like, out I don't like John Lennon either. I mean, he's kind of a douche. Yeah, he's a fucking shithead. Right? Anyone that would fuck Yoko. Yeah. I mean, look how look what she does now. <laughs> what was it? Five years ago, she just screamed in the MoMA. And then she's like, I'm doing art. And it's like, no, you just paid. You paid a <laughs> lot of money so you could scream in the fucking MoMA and aggravate everybody who came to actually look at real art. Mm-hmm. So we can hear your high-pitched, disgusting voice. Um, but uh, the uh, the whole thing... Is uh, hopefully something positive can come from it, and not just uh, not just you know catch these two low level, very low level delivery guys. Apparently, when he went to the ATM outside of his apartment, he pulled out twelve hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and uh, in six different uh, transactions, wow, six different transactions to get twelve hundred dollars, and that's my pet peeve. What? I hate that <laughs> because the ATMs have the limit, the two hundred dollar <laughs> limit. Yeah, okay. fuck you, AT- you're you're full of money. Give me the fucking money. But what they they nickel and dime because at each time, I mean, he doesn't care. He's a multimillionaire. I care, right? And I'm just trying to buy a bunch of booze, right? But you got to go you and it's like two hundred dollars worth of booze. You don't know who I'm buying for. <laughs> It doesn't matter, but what I'm saying is six trans, uh, uh, you know, uh, transactions to get to, to $1,200, that's a fucking pain in the ass, this poor, he's a, this is his last night on earth, ATM, can't you just give him the goddamn money? I guess they could. It would be nicer, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the fees alone, you know, $1,200 he got out, but of course it was probably about 1260 bucks he spent total with the fees, and then of course, depending on what bank he is. Mm-hmm. But he was with two fellas, and they were wearing messenger uh, messenger bags, and and so they're looking for, uh, for those two guys. Now they must feel terrible. They're probably in hiding. No, I don't know. They're heroin dealers. I don't know how terrible they feel. They're not heroin dealers. They're heroin. They sold him fifteen hundred dollars worth of heroin. Twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> don't mark it up because of the fees. It was about fifteen hundred bucks when it all was said and done. Uh, but that's the ATM's fault. You're using for Philip Seymour Hoffman's death to air your grievances against ATM fees. That's what I am here for. <laughs> I have been I have been angry with ATM fees since I can remember, Marcus. <laughs> I know. You. I hate the fee. I heard. Good I heard. God Almighty. Um, well, we've learned a lot. Yes, we have. Did we learn anything? We. L- it's don't just, do heroin. I mean, it's the don't same do heroin. fucking lesson that everyone always learns every time this bullshit happens. Yeah. It's just depressing. It, it was a depressing one. Um, but anyway, so I guess that's pretty much that. Mm-hmm. Why don't we go out on a little bit more 
of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Okay. From Happiness. Yeah. Ugh. Everything I write is so shallow. This is Lara Flynn Boyle. Can't anyone see through my work? It's inherent phoniness. Rape at 11, rape at 12. What the hell do I know about rape? I've never been raped. I'm just another sordid exploitationist. If only I'd been raped as a child. Then I would know authenticity. But instead... I'm no good. No good. Nothing. Nothing. Zero. You are, and you are nothing. You think you are fucking something, but you are fucking nothing. You are empty. You are a zero. You are a black hole. And I'm going to fuck you so bad, you're going to be coming out of your ears. <laughs> and with that, we yeah. say goodbye to Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, I want those to be my last words, if possible. <laughs> All right. Fuck you until cum comes out of your ears. Oh, my. You imagine how much cum would have to travel to uh, even get through the ears there. Mm. That's a lot. Well, that's Marcus Parks, and of course, you can find him on Twitter at Marcus Parks. Parks and I'm at Ben Kissel. And uh, yeah, that's great. Oh, and be sure to go to uh, iTunes, leave a review, and uh, leave a rate for us. Oh, yeah, that would be fun. All right, everyone, we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye.